Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Welcome everyone. I'm Vicki Vasilika, Director of the Clinical Specialist and Scientist section here at ASHP. And thanks for tuning in for this COVID-19 special edition episode. As we all know, COVID-19 has presented many clinical, operational, and educational challenges in the past year. With that in mind, ASHP is sharing insights and lessons learned presented by your peers from the 2020 Mid-Year Clinical Meeting so that you can incorporate these best practices into your own as we all do our part in caring for our patients. So let me start off a little bit with first about Harris Health System. Um, We have our ambulatory care pharmacy services has 15 outpatient pharmacies located at community health centers. Our clinic hours of operation are eight to five, Monday through Friday. We do have one location, Thomas Street, which specializes in our HIV population, which is open till 7 p.m. on Thursdays. And also we have LBJ outpatient pharmacy located at our LBJ hospital pavilion, which is open from eight to five, seven days a week. Specialty sites include Thomas Street, as I stated, our HIV center, Smith Clinic Fondren Infusion, which does outpatient infusions, and then our LBJ Hospital Pharmacy, which focuses on inpatient, has an outpatient direction, and also does many discharge prescriptions for the hospital. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about our central fill. It's the basis of where our home delivery service was originated. Our central fill system actually started operation in June 2014 after a year of planning. Our robotic systems and conveyor system process 1,000 prescriptions per day with the capability of increased volume at negligible cost. It provides efficiencies that improve the patient's pharmaceutical experience in terms of safety, wait times, turnaround times, access, and convenience. And we're proud to say we have a 99.99% prescription filling accuracy with the automation. On average, our central fill facility fills 67 to 70% of all prescriptions for our 15 outpatient pharmacies each month. After being filled at central fill, prescriptions originally prior to COVID were then transported back to the sites via our Harris Health Logistics team. Central fill maintains a formulary of most of the most commonly prescribed medications. Harris Health has a closed formulary that's very specific for our indigent patients. Approximately 60% of these medications are loaded into the robot that we maintain at Central Fill. The other 40% are filled manually by technicians. Manually filled items include inhalers, birth control, test strips. To maximize the efficiency of Central Fill, essentially we focus on the fastest movers, if you will, um, the most common prescribed medications and those that we can get turned around faster. It's a lot of your maintenance medications. Now a little bit on our medication home delivery service. We began our initial medication home delivery service in June of 2017 and was offered to patients to try to mitigate the circumstances a lot of our patients have to deal with day to day with difficulties in transportation to the clinics and difficulties adhering to their medication. We have a 24 to 48 hour turnaround time for delivery to the postal service once it's mailed from Central Field because we're only delivering in Harris County. We don't deliver outside the state. It's strictly to our patients within Harris County. Prior to COVID, December 2019 was our highest volume with a total volume of 2,144 prescriptions mailed out. We began piloting early in the spring of this year a refrigerated item 
delivery service. And we looked at monitoring temperatures. We had data trackers and things of that to monitor the temperatures and see, could we mail the refrigerated items and keep them at the proper temperature to ensure the safety and the efficacy of the medication for our patients? This pilot was very successful and we set us up for what you will see moving forward. So on to our pandemic. Obviously, March, late March, things started to change quite a bit. So we had to start gearing our response to COVID-19. Our big response was A, minimize patient and staff exposure. That's obviously the most important. Second, continue to provide the medication to the patients in a safe and timely manner. Despite the fact that we want our patients to stay home and limit the contact, they still needed their medications and we still needed to find a constructive and useful and efficient way to get them their medications to where we can keep them from showing up to our ECs or our pavilions, which were taking on COVID patients. Also, we wanted to provide service to patients with immediate needs. So if there was an urgent acute need, an antibiotic, um, some sort of pain med, we wanted to make sure we had a process in place to serve those immediate needs also. And then we wanted to take our home delivery service to the next level. As I said, we had mailed about 2,000 prescriptions at the time. And now it was time to take it to the next level along with the delivery of our refrigerated items. So in our outpatient pharmacies, the first thing we did was, and this was clinic-wide, we say the pharmacy was really everything. We looked for an overall reduction of patient visits to the clinics. Harris County put out a stay-at-home order, so we needed to try to facilitate caring for our patients without having them come to the clinics as we historically have. So we started with courtesy calls to our patients. We called all of our will calls. So at every pharmacy, we had a will call section that was waiting for patients to be picked up. We contacted all of them by phone and over 19,000 prescriptions. We verified their mailing addresses, email addresses, and we began mailing those prescriptions to those patients. We kind of downsized our on-site prescription pickups and reserved it strictly for acute or specialty needs. So those antibiotics are things that were crucial, not so much the maintenance meds. We did put together a curbside prescription pickup. Basically, our staff would be contacted by screeners outside or by a provider, and then we would don the appropriate PPE to go out and do curbside delivery to patients. This is especially handy for patients who were either COVID positive or uh, presumptive PUI. So we would go out, oftentimes they would roll down a back window or open their trunk to their car. We would go and deliver the meds there, close it to limit the contact back and forth between the patient and the staff member, um, but also be able to get our patients their medication in the interim. All refill prescriptions were at that point were processed on site to be mailed from Central Fill. You'll see us talk about this more. Remember I talked about we had a very small formulary of the most common drugs. That was one of the expansions we had at Central Fill initially to be able to add more medications to be able to service our patients. So here's our Central Fill response. Um, first, we had to change our, our hours of operation because our volume increased. So originally we were doing eight to five Monday through Friday, and that sufficed for the volume that we had. We actually extended our hours to from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, and we worked 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturdays. This did two things. It allowed us to take on more volume. It also allowed us to add a larger volume of mailing process to us and facilitated the postal service pickups because they could pick up every day and as late, we tried to get them pick up as late as possible so we could get the most prescriptions out to our patients the next day. 
We also had to optimize stations because our stations were set to return prescriptions back to the clinics. In place of that, now we were mailing these prescriptions. So we had to add postage scales, printers, and things of that nature. Next, we, we talked about the medications a little bit ago. We had to prepare for back orders. Um, we know hydroxychloroquine was a popular drug and it suddenly went on back order. But we still had patients who needed it that were not COVID positive. Um, also, because of the respiratory effects, we had a lot of challenges with albuterol inhalers, be it ProAir, ProVental, whichever one we happen to have. Also, we started to bring in medications from the clinics that we normally didn't fill uh, because we were mailing everything out from here. So we it wasn't just the fastest movers anymore. We had to figure out how to incorporate those medications that weren't necessarily just fast movers. Finally, we had to reallocate staff. So our Centerfield staff consisted of 34 people, and we had to think about how are we going to cover these extended hours we started rotating staff from our clinic sites since they were scaled down, but none of them had ever been there before. So it required an entire training process and a rotation of all staff to come through monthly to be able to train and get used to the Centrafield system so they could assist us in ensuring that we make sure we get all of the product to the patients in a timely manner. So a little bit about our medication home delivery. As I said previously, we were mailing about 2,000 prescriptions. This was about to change and is about to change significantly. So we added a lot of new technology and equipment. We added five new PCI compliant desktop computers. What this PCI compliant computers do, it allows us to take credit cards from patients, say cash patients or insurance patients, and load them into our Epic Willow ambulatory system in order for us to be able to process payment for those medications electronically instead of having someone come into the site. We also added eight new package weighing scales. As you can imagine, as the volume went up, we needed a lot more scales to be able to weigh everything and make sure we got our postage out. We added five new phones and 10 headsets to our mail order call center because our call volume now increased because we're having patients call in for counseling as opposed to picking up at the site. And then we added eight new scanners to be able to facilitate the mailing process. Also, we went to a 30-day prescription restrictions on several of the drugs that were shorthanded, like hydroxychloroquine or albuterol inhalers. We cut that down to 30 days only. We also looked at bulky medication, things like insulin, insulin pins specifically. We cut that down to 30-day supplies just so we could facilitate delivery on a regular basis and make sure it got to the patient in the proper temperature, given if you have eight boxes of pins for a 90-day supply of Levomir, it got very difficult to ensure that temperature with enough ice and everything else we needed. So we started to do some 30-day modifications for a lot of medications. Going on with our response, we also reallocated staff from the clinics as we talked about. We also sent them to our call center. So this allowed, as those calls came in, we gave help to our call center to be able to handle a lot of those calls and try to mitigate some of the increase that was happening. We also sent a home delivery blast to all patients who visited the Harris Cell System in the past six months. The email blast was sent out twice to over 190,000 patients. So that was to get them informed and let them understand we can deliver your medications to your home. There's no need to come to the pharmacy if you don't have to. Um, we also discontinued our IVR system. We had to do that because our IVR system could not verify addresses. So we were calling patients back. So what we did in lieu of the IVR system was start intensive training of patients on my health, sending out directions on my health or my chart, if you will, we call it my health. It's basically an online or an app that you can use to order your medications. 
And then also we use the call center to be able to contact patients to verify addresses so that way we can have it home delivered. We also increased the frequency of our postal service pickups. We used to do it 11 a.m. every day. Then we changed to twice a day, 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. and then added an additional pickup on Saturday. Once again, trying to get as much bang for our buck and get as many products out as we could to be able to take care of our patients. So a little bit more about our response. Um, we engaged a new vendor to increase cooler and ice pack supplies. As I said, we had just begun testing this in the spring, so it was a very quick adjustment to be able to start mailing these refrigerated items. But thank goodness we had done the testing before and we knew what the process was. It allowed this to go a little bit more seamless than what it could have been. Um, we began reg regular mailing of refrigerated items, including temperature trackers in each cooler. And we delivered a temperature tracking document in English, Spanish, and Vietnamese to accompany all refrigerated items that we mailed out. So this allowed the patient, it's like a patient education, to look at the tracker and make sure it held the proper temperature and the product was in play. If it wasn't, then they were to contact us. We gave them the number to contact us and they could either come into the pharmacy and we can do a replacement or we could go back and remail the product to them. And then finally, we began the manual mailing process to facilitate prescriptions that must be filled on site. So we couldn't, we didn't have the bandwidth to carry every product that's in our formulary. So we began a process where the sites could fill a prescription, they would send it to us via our Harris Health Transportation. Kind of the reverse of what we did before. Now they filled it, sent it back to us, and then we would facilitate the mailing process because we had all of the mailing skills. So exactly the opposite of where we used to fill and send it to them, they were now filling and send it to us. This was especially helpful with our ADAP and HIV medications and our specialty chemo medications. So a little bit about our, our COVID response plan. These were, our, these were our phases as we went through the pharmacy. So phase one was normal operation. Um, we began to increase a little bit on hand inventory. We redirected volume. Um, we continued on-site filling of acute medications. And we had full clinical services. In phase two, we had a 25% volume reduction at the sites. And all, all of that was routed to central fill. Also, we created the central, central fill second shift. Also, we reallocated 25% of the staff to Central Fill and LBJ Outpatient Pharmacy in Fondren. Once again, those are our two specialty locations. Thomas Street is our third, and we did not take any staff from there, but they did not need ex extra staff, but LBJ and Fondren did. On-site staff continued to route all prescriptions they could to Central Fill and only handle their acute needs. And we were still offering clinical services from our clinical side. However, it had moved to more of a telehealth um, our telepharmacy model as opposed to face-to-face. -face. So phase three, this is about where we got before we, we were lucky enough to stop. 75% of the reduction, volume reduction at all sites that had all come to Central Fill. We created a third shift for a small period of time. That was the adding the Saturdays. And also we moved 75% of the staff to Central Fill. And that was the rotation I spoke about earlier, bringing in staff and training them. The on-site staff still handled the acute prescriptions, and once again, we were doing our telecommuting, our telepharmacy. We never received, reached phase four, thank goodness. Uh, phase four was to completely close sites except for four hubs throughout the county, and those hubs would have handled just the specialty in the acute phases, and then everything else would have moved to our inpatient side to be able to support the COVID surge at each of our pavilions. So this is just real quick. You can see the volume surge. Um, this begins in March, and you can see 
way back in March, the blue line represents our home delivery. And then the pink line represents our filled and picked up on the first uh, graph to your left. The second graph to your right is just a bar graph representation of our percentages and how the percentages increased. You can see once we reached a somewhat of a steady state in April and May, you can see it's stayed very consistent since then. And once again, this is all focused on getting patients meds while also making sure we keep them and our staff safe by limiting them coming to the clinics themselves. So this process obviously was not without challenges. Initially, we didn't have enough resources to facilitate the larger volume of mailing. So we that's what goes to the technology. We had to procure very quickly scales, we had to procure very quickly our refrigerate items. Um, also, our robust IVR system, we lacked a robust IVR system. Our IVR system was quite archaic, unfortunately, and it could not function and do a lot of the things we needed it to do to be able to get the job done, verify addresses, take credit cards, whatever that might be. So we ended up just having to shut it down because it was hindering us more than it was helping us. And that, that caused increased wait times on the phones. Also, lack of training, training for patients on my health, and that's the only method we have electronically of, of requesting mail order or requesting refills, period. So we had to change that focus on my health and be much more focused. Also, increase in manual prescriptions. So remember, we talked about with Central Fill, we typically do a 60-40 split, 60% robot, 40% manual. Well, having to mail everything, we had to pull more drugs in, and to do that, it actually turned that percentage backwards. We basically did 45% robot, 55% manual. So it did hurt our efficiency, which resulted in extended hours and more staff. Also, the amount of refrigerated items mailed was limited by the number of coolers we received. So this coolers were a new, this was a new vendor. We literally started up with them a week before we got started with COVID. So there were some challenges initially as we, they couldn't meet the volume because they weren't expecting our volume to go up as fast as it did. And then finally, workflow modifications. We had to obviously change many workflows to make sure everything worked properly. But we also had tons of successes. For all the challenges, uh, the staff did a phenomenal job. We have mailed over 645,000 prescriptions since March 23rd. I can tell you that number has actually increased over 700,000 prescriptions now. Our highest daily mail order total was 11,776 prescriptions in a day. Now compare that to what we said earlier, December, our highest day we, our highest month we had ever had was 2,144 prescriptions that we had mailed out. In one day now, we're mailing 11,776, which is our highest. We average somewhere around five to 6,000 prescriptions a day that go out. Ironically, thank goodness our testing worked very well. We had less than 1% of temperature excursions for our mailed refrigerated items, which is outstanding. We developed a bill code to track our COVID-19 related transactions and the revenue that we were losing, um, given the fact that we're waiving a lot of copays being an indigent care hospital addition hospital. Also, we expanded home deliveries for specialty clinics to mail on site. So this was something new. Once we did it here, we had a lot of things coming in from the sites as we talked about. So we actually took our specialty clinics, Thomas Street, LBJ and Fondren, and we actually gave them the ability to mail from their sites also. So instead of having to fill it, pack it, send it to Central Fill for us to mail, they were actually able to mail it on their own behalf, which actually makes the process much quicker and gets it to the patient faster. We have maintained our 99.99% accuracy rate, which is 
outstanding. There have been challenges and there's a lot of different people coming in, but we've actually done a really good job with that. And then we had to create a fluid staffing strategy and that we were able to do that by cross training, bringing in plenty of folks from all the sites to have everyone be cross trained through central fill and mail order and home delivery to be able to handle the prescription volume that had transitioned to us. So a few key takeaways I want to just hit up before we go. Um, first, the ability to quickly expand our home delivery service was crucial to ensuring both patients and staff were protected during the pandemic. We were very fortunate that we had a, a small process in place and we were able to expand it very quickly. Number two, the development of a phased staffing approach and cross-training of staff are keys to allowing flexibility in providing patient care during a pandemic response. This was something we had not done at Harris Health. The group that worked at Central Field knew Central Field. We had our floater techs that knew it, but the rest of the staff at the sites didn't. So this gave us a unique opportunity to bring them in and basically expand our workforce by cross-training everyone through the system. And then finally, technology can be a key player during a pandemic response. However, challenges often exist with ensuring patients are educated to use it, especially in the indigent population. Once again, we serve a very indigent population. A lot of them, we have trouble just using electronics, using a cell phone to be able to access an app or access online. And even if they get on that app or online, they don't know what to do. So it's key to train and give them as much access as possible, not relying upon a phone or an IVR system only to be able to give us flexibility and give the patient flexibility to make sure they get what they need. Thank you so much for listening and joining us today for this special edition podcast on COVID-19. Be sure to follow us at ASHP Official wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to check out our COVID-19 Resource Center at ashp.org backslash COVID-19 for the most up-to-date developments on COVID-19. Take care and thank you for all you do. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.